Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcasts all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Mike, we are not even a whole week removed from NBA basketball. It's the 15th right now because we record on Fridays, usually. Last week we recorded on a Saturday. So, um, <laughs> it starts, what, the 18th, 19th? 19th, I think. We're very close. With that being yeah. said, there's not much going on because preseason's over. And um, there's only like really two two pieces of news that came out recently with uh, Ben and Kyrie, and we'll get to, we'll get to that. But uh, how's your week been, Mike? Week's been good. Week's been good. Uh, Congratulations kinda... on the job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently they're calling all the references I put in. So I really hope I really hope none of them screw me over. Um, that'd be wild if one of them was just like, nah, he was fucking horrible. Don't take this, man. <laughs> nah, it's all love. It's all love. But, uh, so, unless there's some paperwork issue, I have a job starting Tuesday. That's perfect. We love to oh, hear It was part. funny. One of the inter- the interviewers like, so you have podcasts. Will you be, like, too tired to, like, or will you be too tired to work after, like, recording your podcast? And I'm like... <laughs> We do this like on a, we do this on like a, when we have like exams and stuff. I'll be fine, right? And beyond that, we do it whenever we we build our schedule around it. Like the podcast is great, but like we 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 do prioritize our school and work. <laughs> unless unless Spotify is trying to cut a check, then then I'll go all <laughs> in on the podcast. But you know, I, until this this pays, then. We we got to focus on what does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, more more money that I have coming in, the more I can, like, invest in the podcast and, like, projects, so. Exactly. I'm it telling you, around. end goal, end goal. If we, if this podcast were to actually blow up, then we live in the same city, we have a studio, and we walk in and we record our podcasts every week. <laughs> uh, what city, or what city are we, uh living in though well i wouldn't mind coming to new york if you want to stay there i would not mind new york at all the real estate for that studio it does, is be it crazy does get though. cold though i don't care it, it does I, I want to move to toronto okay my my main problem is the the rent cost on the on the studio in new york it'd be insane yeah no it'd be wild maybe we'd have to be like based out of jersey or something Oh my god. Yeah, maybe Hoboken. Hoboken's not bad. Hoboken seems cool. Right? Yeah, and it's yeah, right you across. You Manhattan every day. Exactly. You, you get the view of New York, which you can't get from New York because you're in it. I mean, I've gone to... There's a couple of like skyscrapers. You go to a rooftop, you can basically see the view of New York in it. Yeah, but you're not going to live on the rooftop. You're going to live somewhere. <laughs> You'll have a good view for like two years, and then they're going to build another skyscraper right in front of it. That's that's kind of how things work in New York. What happens when you live in a dynamic city, man? Right. Good and bad things. Uh, speaking of good and bad things, Ben Simmons has returned to Philly. <laughs> so I need him to play. Did you hear the story on that? He just showed up without anyone, like, knowing. Nobody knew. I think they said Elton Brand got the call. 
And it was like, hey, Ben's outside. <laughs> he needs to get his, his COVID test so he can be cleared to play when the season starts. Oh, my God. And for those uh, of you who don't know why Mike said he needs Ben to come back, it's because Mike was the guy who took the risk and drafted him in fantasy, which it seems like it might pay off. Yeah, I mean, I took him in the in like it was a fifth round pick or something like that. So it's not great value for Ben Simmons if he performs at like his best. It, it, no, even if he plays at eighty percent, I got a I got maybe a top fifteen player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. We are in a points league, by the way. That's why. So we don't like his free throw percentage and like all that stuff isn't going to make a difference. We're not, we're not like a hardcore league. We don't have enough hardcore fantasy players to do that. So we're just, we're just in a points league. We also have like lives. Yeah. (laughs) I could do it. I I, I wouldn't be opposed. I've thought about joining one, like a public one recently, but um, I have not. Yeah, no, I'm already too addicted to fantasy as it stands. I don't need to do well, more than that. Yeah, the interviewer is asking if the podcast would get in the way. They should be asking if the fantasy would get in the way. <laughs> that, would, that would be the big concern. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ben has returned under the premise that he will play for them as they continue to try and look for... um a team to take Ben. Yeah, because his trade value right now is at zero, more or less. Pretty much. So they need given a, given what well, Daryl Morey wants, it's not even close. And they just need I think people need to rem- remember that Ben Simmons is one of the best players in the league. You may not like it. He come on. He, like I'm not saying he's like the top five, top ten. I'm not saying like, that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fully like disagreeing. 20. He's he's definitely one of the better players in the league, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he has a lot of value. And there's a he just needs to play because last time we saw him was not like you want to like you want to call it like a cheap shot at, at Ben Simmons like it was but that was like pure like coaching wizardry and like strategy just mm-hmm. to hack Ben Simmons like at half court so I hope maybe he had time this summer to figure things out at least be a better uh, not 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 be so hesitant on free throws he doesn't need to shoot like if he gets his free throw shot to what is it right now at this at this point the improvement even fucking 70% 75% in the playoffs ben simmons becomes like a respectable player because then he'll he'll knock down most of them he's not going to be afraid to take those open shots he'll be a res- like he'll be i should say a player that would be respected on the court in in the playoffs when I say a respectable player, I'm not saying you should just go like disrespect Ben Simmons outwardly for no reason. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, no. In the playoffs, he was at he shot like 32.8. Yeah, exactly. It was like historically the worst playoff free throw percentage on any normal amount of attempts for a star ever. Oh my god, it was worse yeah, than Shaq. No, 
At least Shaq was fifty. <laughs> yeah, worse than Shaq. At worse least career wise, like, it was it was pretty pretty awful. Like if he could, if he could, okay. Like fifty is not a a fifty percent shooting is not that bad for a star, if you consider Shaq, Dwight. I'm thinking like it's not it it doesn't mean you bench him. I guess. Cause we are Shaq, talking about Dwight, a, a guy who wants to be a point guard, though. I'm sure there are point guards who aren't that good. Uh, LeBron's not that great of a free throw shooter. LeBron not being a great free throw shooter is shooting over 75%, but less than 80. No, isn't it? Wasn't he like 73 last season? Last season is an outlier in every sense for LeBron. Okay. But like, He's not. A, you don't have to be a great shot to be a successful player in the NBA. Giannis, although Giannis looks like he, be okay. he can shoot this, uh, at least preseason looks like he can shoot some more. I don't know why everyone's acting like this is out of nowhere. Like Giannis definitely has been taking these shots. They just don't go in all the time. But I think, no, I think when playoffs come, when playoffs like come, he's not he's not going to take those ridiculous ridiculous risks like where he's like taking a bunch of like shots that like don't normally fall for him or whatever when the defense is collapsing on him. I think that was more just he understood that it wasn't a good shot to take at the time, and like he spends like regular season and preseason like expanding his game. Because there's times where Giannis like really hits his shots or something. I think in the All Star game he, he was like he three for like, three or four for four from from three. There was like one game he had like five threes. Yeah. Like it was insane. Yeah. He's getting And there. if Giannis could ever get to that consistency of making uh three pointers consistently. Thirty five percent is all he needs. God help the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> it's what like cause everyone talks about that's what I was thinking about when they when when Zion came into the league and everyone was talking about him as like a physical force and blah 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 and they were like they were like all, like marveling at 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 Zion. I'm like, yeah, but Giannis is in the league. So why are we acting like there's no physical force to that degree, like in the league okay, already? Okay, I think uh, I I think it's just a different. How do I say? Giannis is like a charging bull, right? Mm -hmm. Like big, athletic, that type of thing. Zion is a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Giannis will will go around. Giannis you. is graceful. Zion would roll you over. Yeah, I I understand that. I it's just also Zion is not that bad of a shooter. Zion great. doesn't shoot. Well, they didn't ask him to. But That's like fair. When they, but like the first season, like those twenty four game sample size, he was not bad. Do you know how much um? Do you know what percentage Zion shot on corner threes? Could you guess? I know what it is because I saw you mention on the group chat. It's a hundred percent. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> off like one <laughs> attempt the whole season. Yeah, it's because well, it's just the role they they have him and they don't need him to do to do it because he has what the highest uh, the highest accuracy of any NBA player. Like he he'll make like was it seventy eighty percent of his shots up close. Is that? It was that accurate, or was it that he takes 70-80% of his shots in the paint? I think it was I think it was I don't I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was that he was accurate. Mm-hmm. 
but like Damn. I could be wrong. Google percentage by area. Let's see. Let's see. Oh wait, here. Field goal percentage in the paint. You can continue while while I'm doing this. Okay. But yeah, no. So Zion is a Zion is a force. Although he's hurt again. Um he's gonna miss at least the first two weeks. Which I will say Giannis is a little bit more consistent on that front. Uh last season, no. This is a projection. Okay, last season. His overall field goal percentage was 61.1% and 29.4% from three. 29.4, that's not good, but like I feel like for his position, that's good. I mean, it was on like barely any volume. He took 0.23s a game. Two? Oh, no, no, he took, he took 0.6. He made 0.2 a game. Okay, point six. So every like every two games he'd have one shot in. Okay. The season before he had forty two point nine percent, but it was on the same amount of attempts. He's taking he's taking like a three every other game. Which is awful. Yeah. I mean, for, what is it? Uh, Dwight Dwight gets to shoot a three for uh, every. Uh, Every two blocks he gets. Is that the stat? That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. No, no, that's what he said LeBron will let him do. Oh, that's funny as shit. That's that's hilarious. Did you see the video? Because with, 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 I was about to say, I'm like, I've never seen that man take a three. Then again, I don't really, I didn't really watch. He was like a bench guy for the Lakers. I wasn't watching them heavy when they were there. And then where was he last season? Was Dwight still on the Lakers last, last season? season? No, he, he wasn't. Was Last season Philly. was a Philly. Philly. Yeah. yeah. Two teams I don't the like. Journey man. <laughs> you see the, the, the workout video where they were they were there and they were like, Hey, Dwight, we need to we need to switch you for um fuck, who was it? For for it's like, oh, um I think it was Wayne Ellington or something like that, right? Because he's on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like, oh, Dwight switch you for Wayne. He's like, yep, yep, shooter for shooter. Respect it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Like such a bright personality in the NBA. He's funny. He's he's hilarious. On the opposite spectrum of like people who you don't like, let's uh let's let's get that Kyrie news out the way. Well, he posted a video this uh this week saying he's not retiring. Wait, hold up. Before before we do that, let's 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 just get into the the basic breakdown. So, the Nets released an official statement that Kyrie will not be allowed to play as a partial player, like he, he as a part time player. He's going to, yeah, he's going to have to be uh, able to do full time work with them if he's going to play for the team, which of course would involve vaccination in the state of New York. Which is weird because um visiting players don't need to be vaccinated. No, they do. Because no one is allowed inside the arena unless you're vaccinated. From what I read, visiting players are able to play without a vaccination no, because they're not under like New York NBA work laws. Okay. No, that's an NBA rule. Oh, but New York itself Just... Yeah. It won't allow okay, okay, that makes sense then. 
But yes, and Kyrie's uh, sticking his ground. Do a, yeah, no, and the NBA couldn't do a vaccine mandate because the Players Association, I wonder which VP of the Players Association would do that, <laughs> um, would uh said, no, we won't allow it. To be fair, there's plenty of players that do not want vaccinations. Like a lot. It's just the, the stars are kind of under fire for it. I mean, was it ninety percent were vaccinated? Mm-hmm. I don't know whatever happened to Bradley Beal. What, what do you mean? Whatever happened to him? He didn't get vaccinated. Oh, I don't he think still anything else happened. I doubt it. Okay. The but... the stars are the ones that can say no, though. Everyone else, it's like get the vaccination or you're cut. Like that's kind of just how it works. <laughs> Oh, even Andrew Wiggins, it's like he's not he he's one of the he's a mid tier player, but it's like come on, man. No, it's because Andrew Wiggins is paid like a max player, and he knows he's not going to get paid like that again, so he needs that money. Although uh, the Nets pulled uh, Kyrie's offer, though. Yes, they did. They they no longer are willing to extend Kyrie, at least for the time being, which is wild. It kind of makes sense. I mean, like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. That very much makes sense. Kyrie's barely played for them, and he's already like committing to like missing another half season and every playoff home game. That's, I don't know, man. That's just so weird. Yeah, but as Mike said a little earlier, he said he is not looking to retire, which means that he is probably is available for trade. I still am by the idea that trading Kyrie for Ben, like as a one-for-one one trade, is probably the best thing that they could do. Here's the for reason why teams. it won't happen. There's right. a reason it won't happen. Because... Because Daryl Morey is so, going to want like three picks on top of it. No, a there's a there's a set, there's a contract thing. Ben Simmons is signed up for another four years. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's a free agent after this year. Oh, okay. So that's with that being said, though. Thing. Then they then Brooklyn just adds more to the trade pile, right? Like just then the drafts would actually make sense and stuff like that. Yeah, and then there's another thing. Philly is trying to get rid of her disgruntled point guard who decides to randomly not play sometimes. So they're going to add... So they're going to replace that disgruntled point guard with another disgruntled point guard who also decides to not play from time to time. There's a difference. There's ben a Simmons, difference. Ben Simmons, you usually know why he's missing, why he can't, why he's not playing. Kyrie was just disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah, but then Kyrie's going to get you clutch buckets down the stretch of the of the playoffs. Kyrie doesn't just disappear in the playoffs like that. He was injured this time. Or Kyrie will shoot the ball when you just need him to to just distribute the ball. Like he'll just keep shooting even if he has a bad night. Yes. And you, their problem and you here, lose here, that here, on their, defense. Their big problem is that their point guard won't shoot the ball. So you simply replace him with the guy who's going to shoot the ball no matter what he's facing. 
and we're also talking about a DPOY runner up. And versus... wait, let's let's not act like Kyrie's just chucking the ball and it's like inefficient. Like he just had a 50-40-90 season. There's That's a true. bit of a difference. Kyrie can take those shots. Like he's built the 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 fucking the, he built the resume that has granted him permission to take those shots. Okay, that's true. But it's also like Ben Simmons is really good on defense. Kyrie is Kyrie's really good on offense. <laughs> They'd still be a well-built defensive team though. They still have Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. They've got Danny Green still. They've have they have defense at like every position. Matisse Thibel's actually playable because you have Kyrie to take the offensive load instead of just putting two non-shooters, not so much offensive threats together in Ben and Matisse. Like, it works. Yes. I don't know. But uh, there is some talk, though, that this is going to come up in the next CBA. The fact that Ben Simmons and Kyrie are being themselves. Wait, what, what do you mean CBA? Like the collective bargaining agreement? Mm-hmm. So... Because a lot of owners are just angry at both. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> they're like, you can't, you can't sign a player to a max contract. And then and all of a sudden. Yeah. And they also expect to get paid. That's another thing. Ben Simmons expects to get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, apparently Doc Rivers had to go to like Rich Paul. It's like, it's in your, it's in your fucking contract. You have to play. Right. So, the biggest cool. problem, too, is that these are. This is okay. Not it's not okay, but like it's not as, like detrimental to the team, because it's big markets like New York and Philly. Like if this ever happened in like Utah, Sacramento, fucking Minnesota, those types of teams, like they're screwed. But they're all. But they're also teams that are mad that it's like big players. They refuse to do it, but they want. They still want to get paid. So the only way you can make things work is signing trades. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it's this CBA is going to be interesting to see what changes they make. It's rough. I'm sure none of the players want to change anything. Yeah. Because why would you? No, of course. And I'm and also in support of the player empowerment. I'm also in support of the player empowerment movement and stuff, but like there's a point where it's okay, too there's much. A, like Ben Simmons can't be expected to be paid and mm-hmm. like not show up, not communicate. Like especially exactly. when you just sign a contract. He's just clogging a max roster uh, a, a max contract spot on the roster. So <laughs> they're expected to have a thirty million dollar player for that, even if they um they wanted to go out and just like someone like Bradley Beal is like a free agent or something, they can't give him the money until they move Ben's contract, and Ben is just not going to play. So, oh, that would actually be a great team, Bradley Beal, Joel, Embiid. Um, you know what that sounds like? Trade position, <laughs> trade move. That sounds like 
what would happen if you got Kyrie on the team. I take Beal over Kyrie. Whoa. Oh, offensively, no. I'd say Beal is probably a better defender. I'd pro- I'll I'll give him that. Yeah. Also, he plays more often. That's true. No, Beal's Beal's healthy relatively usually. I guess it's fair. It makes sense. But I think Kyrie's on the table. So it just makes sense to do it. Because what package are you getting for Philly that's better than Kyrie Irving? I don't even know what package you can get. Right now, that, bro, they're not being offered shit. Like, Minnesota's trying to get him without D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo that, Russell, who played 40 games last season. Exactly. Exactly. And they can't even get him. <laughs> look at look at these packages these teams are throwing out. The Kings want to get him without De'Aaron Fox being involved in the trade. I'm or pretty sure. Or Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Like, there's just so much going on. And none of it is working in Philly's favor. Kyrie would be by far the best possible trade you can get. Because Philly's in a win now mindset, they're not going to yeah, but if sit here and be like, "Oh yes, we need these draft now. picks because we can build the team and be better." No, Embiid is playing at MVP level, and Embiid has questionable health history, so you need to make the push while you can. No, but there's also the thing about like, all right, so say you get Kyrie, mm-hmm. and you go up against the Nets, which is very possible in the East, or yes. you go up against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. What do you do then? <laughs> like you're, you're you're screwed. Um. If if you go uh, if you if you manage to get through that and say Lakers somehow uh, somehow make it, the f- the fuck you gonna do? Uh, like the win now, the win now thing with Kyrie would make sense if all the New York teams were trash and the LA teams were trash. Like a couple years ago, that would have been a winning strategy. Like. Oh, we can't play against those three teams. Fine, it doesn't matter. Oh wait, no, it wouldn't. Because I'm thinking a couple years ago, you still had Golden State. This is why. This is why you get Kyrie. You pray that the Bucks win. <laughs> you meet them in the conference finals, and you meet I don't know the Nuggets or the Jazz in the in the finals. This is you just pray for that. <laughs> or if there's not a vaccine mandate the following year, if you manage to retain Kyrie, then that's good. Although I put no bet on, on being agent able to next keep year. Kyrie. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you manage to do it, I put no bets on being able to keep Kyrie. <laughs> and you can't take Kyrie at his word because it's like, oh, don't worry, I'll re-sign here come summer, and then he joins Brooklyn like two, the two hours after free agency starts. So I'm looking at it. I know Toronto is going to allow unvaccinated players. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about the other teams. Unvaccinated NBA players on several teams. Knicks, Warriors, not be allowed to enter home arenas. They're not saying anything about the visiting players, though. New York, San Francisco, New York City, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Informed no, teams, it's... Falklands would return. Yeah, okay. I'm not seeing anything about visiting players, so we'll just trust that they're not playing for now. 
But yeah, and ninety five percent of the league is vaccinated. So, what is it? There are what four hundred. There's about four hundred players in the NBA. So five percent of that is what maybe twenty players, thirty at the at most. Like those those few are very loud, bro. Because based on all the news, you'd think that it's like fucking like like eighty fifty to fifty to a hundred players at least that aren't vaccinated. Literally, I can only name three. Kyrie, Beal, and was it Isaac? Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Michael. Yeah, I forgot about him. Um, he signed a max contract, too. There were more. It's just some of them, like, really blew up in the news. Like, Michael Porter Jr. and Jonathan Isaac will blow up for anything related to this because, like, I don't know, because people make fun of them for being Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Porter Jr. is because uh, he also signed his new contract. His, yeah, well, his well, rookie max extension deal. Well, yeah, it's it's not just that, but like there's also because like Jonathan Isaac was like I think both of them actually stood during the the no maybe not Michael Porter Jr. Jonathan Isaac stood no. during the anthem uh, when they were in the bubble and stuff during the whole Black Lives Matter movement. So like there's different reasons why they're under fire. But, like, their names are just kind of attached to being slandered now in the NBA. Bradley Beal kind of caught me off guard. I thought he would have. I guess it's, it's not even like I expected, like, Beal to be like, oh, yes, you should go out and get the vaccine and stuff. I just thought maybe he'd just be, like, impartial to it and, like, just not care and get the vaccine, if anything. I didn't know, like, he'd specifically be, like, outspoken against it, you know? Kyrie is exactly who I would expect to fall into this type of controversy. Although, isn't there, like, um... Isn't there, like, a, a thing that, like... I heard, like, Beal and, like, vaccine misinformation when I was just looking it up. Because I, I have no idea what he's been saying. Because everything is so centered around Kyrie. It was, I, I don't know, I just heard, like, really general statements, like, oh, you don't know what you're putting in your body, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, he that. says, like, uh, why do people who have the vaccine are still getting COVID? Yes. Maybe. Yep. I think that's the problem, is people really just don't know how vaccines work. Or medicine in general. No, I have a, fine, if you don't trust medicine... Sure. Go back to the Middle Ages with all those like Wait, nat though. natural cures or whatever. But these are the <laughs> same people who get hurt in the playoffs, and then like they just shoot them up with drugs to send them back out there. They're like, take this, it'll numb it, and then they go right back out on the court. Like, do they question it then? No, I. Someone, please explain to me what specifically about vaccines themselves that like people are like so uh against because if you if you heard like this other drug like a uh, meal this new one for covid people are like oh i'll take that instead or people will take ivermectin instead like tell me tell me what's up i want to understand i don't know bro honestly i i understand people not wanting to take it i understand the fact that you're being stripped of freedoms i get that but if that's the case you have to take precautions in other ways 
and you can't be upset when like your job is like nope because you're not vaccinated and it creates an unsafe workplace when we live in a society we have we make compromises you can't get everything you want mm -hmm. that wouldn't work but yeah anyways uh i just sneak just sneak i need uh students to play i don't care about <laughs> okay yeah you disconnected it for a little bit like that was weird but all right yeah yeah all right next up we do not have that much news and we talked about it last episode and never got around to it so we did want to start talking fantasy shit because yes that is our bread and butter My... if you guys don't care now's your chance to click off for those of you guys invested in our teams and those of you guys who've been paying attention to the podcast for a while you guys know that Mike and I are kind of like top dogs in fantasy <laughs> in our league. Yeah. So top three we... finisher in the last two years. Yes, sir. Although the only two years. You, you... <laughs> although you didn't do so well uh, last season, right? Right. I f okay. Technically, I finished fifth place after an undefeated regular season. I only lost one one game the entire fucking season, but it was round one of the playoffs, so I got placed fifth place. By the way, I was the undefeated first seed fighting the eighth seed, Sid, who if you guys are long-term podcast listeners, you'll know he used to be part of the pod, and he still checks in from time to time. We tried to get him for today, but he's busy today. He was the eighth seed. He was the highest scoring person out of everyone in the playoffs that week. I was the second highest scoring person out of everyone in the playoffs that week, and I outscored every team for the rest of the playoffs. It was a disgustingly good coincidence for him. Yeah, it was hilarious. His entire team went off. Like, they all started firing on all cylinders that one week. And I think I was down, like, three or four players. Not Jokic, right. though. My boy Jokic came through every time. Your boy. My boy now. I've had him for two years. I, I have, I have seniority. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had our draft. Was it last week? Yes, sir. Yeah, we we our had draft our draft was on the eighth. Yeah, um, I had the first pick, and I had to give up Giannis, who I've taken for the past two years, and I took uh, Nikola Jokic. Mike, why do you always get like the number one or two pick? What's good I with don't that? The... No, that's not true. So, so how do you I get don't... Giannis twice? Because no one wanted him. The first time, no. The first time was like he was a. The first time we 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 had a small league. What was it like? Seven teams, something like that. Eight, eight. It, we've always had an even number. I think it was like eight teams or ten teams. Yeah. So I just it, just it was like ten teams because only two teams didn't him. make the playoffs. Yeah, I guess just people wanted other players. I've just been I've just been like a I just placed like long bets on Giannis. It's worked out every time. Yeah, although this time I, I picked Jokic instead. You can't deny it. Because everyone, everyone was like, um, everyone's been down on Jokic, so Jokic managed to fall to me twice. It's not that I actively looked to draft him per se, it's that like he, it was immense value for wherever I was taking him. I took him six last year, and he was the best player in fantasy by far, league MVP. Yeah, no, it's... uh. It's interesting. I like my team, and hopefully, 
as to the second I get Ben Simmons, is you know my team is gonna perform like crazy. I love my team. So I mean, the only people we, I'm iffy on are uh, Dort, who I drafted really early. Cause why I do just... you draft Dort early? <laughs> okay, so what happened is I had like four players in mind, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize they all got drafted in that previous round. Oh my gosh. So then the timer was running, and I was just like, but I was going to take him anyways. Might as well take him now. Oh, my gosh. I Wait, before we get any further, we already talked about you having the second pick. I had the 10th pick out of 12 people as the commissioner. I was so upset. I could have che- rigged it. I could have cheated. I literally randomized the draft order. I didn't need to tell them. I could have just randomized it again. But I felt like being a good commissioner, and I took the 10th pick. And you know how they do, like, the ratings after or whatever? Mm-hmm. I I had the 10th pick, and my team got rated second by the end of the draft. Mike, do you remember yeah, where yours was? was? First. No. Yours wasn't first? Uh-huh. I don't remember. Okay. I was, was, like I was out. I was, as soon as the draft ended, I was just like, I, I was like over it. I know yours wasn't two or three. I know that, but like, it was, it was a top five pick. But yeah, I was happy with the way I drafted. They managed to let Cat fall to me, which I was happy with. I feel like there would have been an argument that people would have been upset that I took Cat over Embiid. I like the idea of Cat more because I think he'll play more games. That's why I chose. Yeah, that's Kat. one of those things where you're you're like you really have to um, you you really have to balance like availability with pure dominance. Mm-hmm. Because so Embiid's I, points I, per I, is ridiculous, like like yeah. fifty. Embiid is definitely like the most like dominant player but (laughs) cat i feel will play more yeah i agree that's exactly what my thought process was because i think cat managed to fall just because cat has been injured a lot recently like the past two years but like people seem to forget like the first five years of his career or something like he he played almost every game so i i took a i took a risky bet somewhat is cat cat at ten isn't even that risky, bro. It's not that controversial. Oh, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Yeah, it's about what like... I should have gotten. Joel falling to eleven was surprising, though. I thought someone was gonna take him before. I'm surprised Tatum got taken before before Joel, and KD. <laughs> I guess not KD. Not KD. That's not as surprising, no. But Tatum, yeah. Let's see on the pre-draft player rankings. Carl Anthony mm-hmm. Towns was seventh, like if you look on on uh, Yahoo Fantasy. So yeah. the fact that you got him at tenth is like a really good spot. No, exactly. And for number seven, it was a reasonable pick. Number seven, Sid took uh, Paul George. He's going to be the number one option this year. Like, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's, there's a lot going into that Paul George pick. It makes sense. And I sat there and it was really funny because Sid didn't jump in the call because he's a bitch. So like he, <laughs> he, he didn't jump in the fantasy call. But I was like, he's deciding between Paul George and KD, hands down. I know Sid. And then 
the draft ended and i was like with that number one pick huh paul george he's like yeah man i wasn't sure if i should take him or kd <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh you bitch i know you so well yeah no i mean uh kd was a, a the average pick was around like 5.8 so like six pick mm-hmm. paul george though fell down like average is 13 yeah I was really surprised. I managed to steal Siakam in like round five. I got him with like the 60th pick. Like I get he's going to miss like a month, but this dude is is a beast. Like we're talking about a dude who averages like 22, 7, and 5. I don't know, man. Maybe it'll work out for you. I don't know. Right? He averaged 40 fantasy points on a tanking season. Like... <laughs> It was good. And that was everyone considering it a down year for him too. Because the year before was even was, was much better. Until the bubble. <laughs> was it the bubble the bubble changed like some NBA dynamics? Players who were on the rise dropped. Players that no one thought about went on the rise. Yes. Sir. Like was it Tyler Hero? I wanna be in the same I wanna be in the conversation with best young player with Trey, Luca. Like that, that statement was wild. That was the first um, statement that I saw all the delusional Heat fans be like, "Hold on a minute, <laughs> easy, easy." So you're telling me Heat fans are willing to say that Tyler Hero shouldn't be in the conversation with Trey or Luca, but at the same time are gonna make the argument that you shouldn't trade him for James Harden with an aging Jimmy Butler? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is why. This is, this is why Heat fans annoy me. I'm from Miami. I like, or I'm from close to Miami. I'm like, I like, um, I like the Heat as a team a lot of the time, but the fan base is is dead delusional. Like it's ridiculous. Sid wasn't one of those guys, so he wouldn't even be able to provide any insight for us on that because Sid 100% supported the James Harden trade. He was like. Give anything except Jimmy and Bam, and we're good. <laughs> I, I mean, there is an argument that you want you don't want to trade away youth for uh, like, like you don't want to trade away your future. Not when your best player is like thirty four. I also don't think it's like Tyler Heroes for the future of your franchise <laughs> or any franchise. He's a he's a developing good piece. I think he gets too much flack for because because his expectations were set so high because heat fans are so annoying but i think he can be a very good piece and i just think people need to treat him as a 13th overall pick and not a number one overall pick that's supposed to be a generational talent and they can be happy with what they got yeah no he's he he seems like he'd be a good solid like third option on a really good like contender Mm -hmm. if he hits if he hits like max potential and like goes really like ends up being really good probably a good second option yeah maybe but it's like it's it's not more than that he also lacks defense but he's put on muscle so i want to see how that works i want to see if he becomes an improved defender now because he does look bigger and he like i was watching an interview with him 
I was I don't know how it ended up like on my YouTube that I watched a bunch of like Miami players like their their interviews because I guess they just had them like walk into a room like one by one and interview them. But like um he was talking about how that was a point of emphasis to like really build some strength and stuff and he's pretty big for his position too like height wise. So if he puts on the muscle like he he might actually become like a, a solid defender hopefully is what I'm expecting from him. I want good things for him. I want good things for everyone in the league. Yeah, no, I just, there's no player that I bear ill will towards except for maybe Kyrie. Unless they're unless they're like a shitty person. But um, if they've given me well, no reason Myers to hate Leonard. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they, unless they've given me a reason to hate them, I'm not going to hate them because why have I got to hate on random people and like try and, you know, be against their success? I'll 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 be hard on them like Ben Simmons. I'm I, like I'm I'm hard on Ben Simmons. P- pause. <laughs> but I I want I want him to do well. I want him to do better, and that's why it's because I know he can do better. That's why uh, like I end up being so so tough when it comes to like Ben Simmons and like speaking against it and everything because he should be better, and because and it's not only that, but I think people should be realistic in that like there's. There's certain things that, like, you just have to accept it. And you can't just say, oh, blah, 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 this is fine. Like, if there is, like, a big issue, like, it should be something that's addressed. Especially if it's a fixable one. Also, like, all these criticisms are purely basketball-related. Yeah, I have nothing against him as a person. I've never met the man. As a person, I don't, like, Kyrie, go good for him. He's generous with his time, with his money. Good for him. It's just purely just basketball. Purely just basketball. Kyrie's fucking fire. It's technically just off court things that affect his play. <laughs> it's not even like no, it's not yeah, even like how well he me. plays. Like, yeah, yeah, no. It's it's like locker room issues, big thing. Availability. Like yeah, stuff like that. The fact that he was just randomly drop off to go to to uh, drop off uh, for a week or two just to party with people and then come back. Yeah. I'm not criticizing people as a player. I, I'm not criticizing people as a person, I should say. I'm criticizing them as a player. Yeah. We'll throw that out there. Mike, Mike is the same way. We we don't care. <laughs> unless unless you just genuinely are a horrible person, do something bad, whatever. Just later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, beyond that, bro, we are scheduled to face off the first week of Fantasy. I feel like we've always gone against each other like the first week. It feels like it, right? Like we keep currently I'm projected to win. There's still a lot of players who are like listed as out, which is really stupid. But I'm currently projected to win the matchup with like six less games than you. Oh, uh, I mean, I just need. who The only person that's projected out for you is Brogdon. And oh, that's true. I just, I think they just have Ben Simmons projected at zero. He's projected a game time decision, so I don't think he is projected at zero now. Okay, well, I'm not expecting him to play, so he should. I think I so, because that's what they were saying. The opener, I think, for the no wait, yeah, their openers against the Nets, I think. Oh, that that is hilarious. Yeah, that's the openers the Nets versus Spurs. 
No, 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 no. So that's not the opener for the season. I think that's just the opener oh. for, for Philly. The opener oh, for the okay. season should be the Bucks say. versus the Nets, I believe. Yeah. Tuesday, October okay. 19th, Nets versus Bucks. No, Philly's first oh, game is against the Pelicans. Oh. That oh, might the, not be the first home game. About. It's all the teams we've talked about, though. That's true. Let's see. Okay, they play against the Nets on Friday. Next Friday. That's okay. what it is. Be fun. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, man. And all in all, I'm I'm excited. How do you feel about the Celtics going forward? What do you think? Do you expect another season like last season, or do you expect another season like at the top of the conference? Like we're okay. So last season, I need season, a Celtics I'm fan's gonna, opinion. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame that on COVID because the Celtics had the most like outs because of COVID. It really affected um, uh, Jason Tatum. Like, it was a, it was just a bad time for the team. Like, so I feel like this, this year, you'll get like, although it's not helpful that Horford and uh, Jalen Brown have been out for COVID. Um, like this year, I'm a lot more hopeful about it. And I think we're going to do better just because we got more reps in, more consistency in. And, like, we'll see. So what's your expectation here? Second round. Second round? What's your seeding expectation? Uh, fourth or fifth? Or pit? Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. Fourth or fifth. So who do you expect to face off in the first round? Then, we, if you're going to do go that. Up against the Knicks. Sure. No, let, let, let's do a theoretical thing, all right? So the top okay. seeds, right? Brooklyn and Milwaukee are likely number one and two. I think it'll be uh, Milwaukee number one because I feel like Milwaukee just tries harder during the entire season. Yes. Philly could be in the top three seeds. We don't know what Philly's going that to look like through the season. On, no. But yeah, they were the one on seed. Simmons. So we can throw them that sense of respect and put them at the three, four range. Miami's going to probably be top three or four seed too. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna put Atlanta. Miami, Atlanta, Philly. I would put Miami as the best team between those three. So I'll put them three. And then I'd say it's between Atlanta or Philly, which is really fucking ironic. Atlanta's a good pick, though. Atlanta's a very well-built regular season team. Like, they have a lot of young guys. They're a pretty good, like, a playoff team, too. I know. I'm just saying they're not going to have as many guys taking days off or whatever just because there's a lot of young guys. So, like, they, they could succeed even more in the regular season than other good teams. Yeah. I still think I'll give the edge to the Heat for number three. I will put Atlanta at four. Then it comes down. This is this is where you're expecting the Celtics to be, right? So do you expect the Celtics yeah. to overperform or underperform Atlanta and Philly? I'm gonna say over do better than Philly because Philly okay. is just in such a moment of flex right now. Okay, it's hard so you're to de like, so you're defaulting Philly to the sixth seed. Yes. Okay. Now, how do you feel about Atlanta? Either way, you're stacking up to a playoff series against them right now. How confident do you feel about your ability to get past them? 
Ooh. I'm actually no. As wing players, uh, like wing defense, Boston excels at. I think we can do that. And what is it? They have a uh, Clint Capella and like John Collins. Mm-hmm. Like, I f- I feel like it it'd be an okay matchup. I want to see like how Robert Williams it'd develops, be. but like Marcus Smart like on Trey Young would be it would be it would be a very interesting thing to watch. I think. Yeah. Especially because they're taking away a lot of the foul rules. We have to see how effective oh, Trey yeah. is at all now. Trey like, Harden, Curry. Like I don't doubt he'll still be an effective player. It's just like his game is going to have to change. Yeah, well, there's no more going to the free throw line like 15 times a game. Yes. Oh, well, not, not in the same way as before. Not on shots, not on jump shots where you kick out and stuff. But like it should be the, pretty much the same when he drives the lane is what I'm guessing. Yeah, no. When he drives the lane, it'll be fine. But like, no more, no more. Like, uh, was it the land, the kicking out of the feet? Yeah, type of thing. Also, there, Trey Young likes to do the like he'll he'll run and then he'll stop. Yeah, like, and then the person runs in from behind them. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cracking down on that too. So, at least for the first couple months, he's gonna struggle trying to find a new way to generate the play. How many points did he make off three throws? Like five, seven points. I don't know. So he'll he'll struggle with that for a bit. Let me let me Trey Young. Trey Young. Boom. And also okay. Okay, last playoffs. season. Free throw attempts eight point seven. Free throws made seven point seven. He made I'm almost so, eight points a game I... off free throws. You said like so you said like seven, seven, so you were you were accurate. Yeah, so I was right. <laughs> yeah. Nice prediction. That's the type of basketball analysis I like to see on this podcast. All right, so you win the four or five matchup. Let's say you make it past Atlanta. Then you're facing the one seed, mm-hmm. or or the eight seed. Okay, so the one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I say Milwaukee. And I say we're out of the second round. All right, that's that's fair. Where do you predict if you guys face Atlanta? Where do you predict predict the series going? Is that like a seven game or is that like a? I say six game series. Okay. How do you feel better about if you stack up against Philly? Because Philly has all the personnel to guard you guys, and you have no Embiid stopper. The thing is, we've beaten Embiid so often. Like I feel like we can just do it again. Let me see. Let me see. Because you guys swept philly the year before last but what was the staff change like what what roster changes have you made um so the when we when we swept them we you had kemba yeah we had kemba um philly was a horribly constructed roster that year yeah that was a bad roster Mm -hmm. but we beat them the year before that and ben simmons was injured Okay, I'm talking about if it was not the year before that, it was like two two years before that, like Celtics beat them, two and they had like that. baby Ben. They had and Embiid before he got to and Embiid who before he before he got to MVP level. We're talking about you're the one who says Ben Simmons hasn't gotten any better from his rookie year. So none of the things he's matter. needed to improve on. <laughs> 
not at the things he's needed to improve on. He's gotten so great at the things he was already. He's gotten like incredible at the things says, he was already great at. The internet says he has not improved since his rookie season. Well, so. Embiid, Embiid definitely improved. And and beat his health, man. Because even last even last playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. He was a monster for two and a half quarters in the game. He was on a torn meniscus, and the motherfucker was still dropping like thirty and ten on. <laughs> oh no no no! I'm, I'm I'm not saying he was bad. I'm saying he was a monster for two and a half quarters. This this like he, health is always going to be a thing with him. Yeah, but I guess what teams did they face? First, first round was the Wizards. Okay, that was not stiff competition. Second round they faced the Hawks. No, second round they faced. No, they faced. Uh... Let me see. Yeah, the Hawks. Yeah, because the Hawks went on to the conference finals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Clint Capella. That's a big body to be fighting around with and stuff. Like he was a good defender. Like, he wasn't, like, an Embiid stopper, but, like, there's not many people who are. Quick Capella is a good defender. So who's wearing him down? You guys would not wear down Philly as far as centers go, center play. I don't think. I don't think I don't think Robert Williams is big enough, like, muscle-wise. I think Al Horford is too old. Al Horford's been old, yeah, exactly. That exactly. He's been old. No, but now even he's like even old, he, old. he was old when he left Boston the first time. And yes, and, it was, and now he's finished. now he's two years older than that. By the time we get to the playoffs, three. <laughs> be fine. They'll be fine. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know where to expect from the Celtics. The Celtics could be good or bad. I I wouldn't be oh, that yeah, surprised to see either. New head coach. That's true. You guys changed coaches. You guys changed GMs. So this might not even be the final team we see because we kind of knew with the Celtics, with the fucking... Why is my mind going blank? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. With Danny Ainge, yes. You kind of knew that the team you walked into the season with was the team you walked out of the season with. And unless a player decided to leave, you knew that it's going to be the same team the following year. That's not true. Just you're gonna just draft some new young guys that like crack the rotation, but like aren't starters. <laughs> I'm sorry, you. You're, I'm saying for like the past four years. For like the past four years, aside the, from aside uh, from traded. aside from the Kyrie move, because Kyrie decided to leave, you got Kemba. Kemba was not a bad pick. He just. I'm not saying hurt. he was a bad pick. I'm just saying, the team doesn't like change that much. Even Kemba was like, at the time, people looked at him and they were like. Ah, little Kyrie, diet Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, well, because it was a, because it, it was Isaiah Thomas, and then there was a chance to get uh, to to get Kyrie. You guys so love your score first point guards. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason Tatum is clear cut the best player on the team. Like, just get a distributor. Like, uh, no, I've been arguing that we need a distributor for years. Mm-hmm. Because all your best players are wings. Because I think I I think it's just that we had Rondo for too long and we just needed something different. Who's the new point guard you guys have? I forgot. 
I think our starting point guard is Marcus Smart, but uh, Dennis Schroeder's in the back. Okay. Two score first guys. Marcus Smart is not a score first guy. He's a defense guy. Okay. Sorry. Two. Yeah. Two guys who aren't playmaking isn't their 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 like best advertised trait is what I meant. I I think Marcus Smart is gonna make a great starting point guard. And then at two, what do you have? Josh Richardson. <laughs> Defense? Yeah. yeah. That's all you can hope for for him. And then maybe he'll catch fire and hit shots, but that's not common, common. We don't, we don't, um, need, we don't need him to make shots. Who else? Who's your backup? Is that At that point, do you get to Peyton Pritchard? Or is there another guy in the mix before that? I think, I think Peyton Pritchard is uh, the backup. Okay. Interchangeably, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Okay. Who's one of the best players in the NBA? Jalen Brown is like a top five two in the league if he plays two, I think. Just off the top yeah. of my head. I can't think of at the at the time right now. Like I think it I it's it's since Kawhi is hurt, I think like the, the wings with like uh with Tatum and Brown is the best like two way duo in the NBA right now. As far as wings, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially because Kawhi's out. Yeah, yeah, with Kawhi gone, I don't think anyone comes close to it. Unless you want to count, like, Harden and KD. It's a two-way. <laughs> hey, 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 Ad- advanced analytics Points towards James Harden being one of the best paint defenders in the league. Harden's defense has improved, but um, that's true. He's an underrated defender, right? It's two way. It's just, it's just two way that leans more in one direction. <laughs> <laughs> Much more in one direction. Oh that's God. fair. I, I will give the Celtics that the best wing combo until, until um. Scotty Barnes and OG reach full form. All right, we're, we're talking about this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, days are numbered. Sure, we'll see about that. I'm just fucking around. But all right, yeah. That's. I think we're good on that. Is there anything else you want to add to this episode? I think we've yeah. had our fun. This was a. This was a. This was a fun little chat. Next. Next week. We should wait to record until after the games are played. I'd argue maybe even until record on Saturday to get more NBA to talk about, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, if all things go well, I will have a job. I can't record at noon on Friday. Oh, yes, of course. You'll be employed. What am I saying? <laughs> perfect, perfect. So we'll sort that out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we might have to adjust our new schedule based, off of, based around uh, Mike's job too. So we'll let you guys know next episode but we'll catch you then Uh, we might give an update on instagram first so follow us at off the screen pod see you guys next week all right see you guys